Long, long time ago, in a brain far away, Mylan was under attack. And I thought me and Gwaganjin could talk to the doctors into maybe stem cells bringing them back. But their response can't help us. They kept it from the states and don't care if it heals us. We take injections that we would rather pass. Then we met Jar Jar, who was an ass. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Under the Call of MS. Today, I'm going to bring up a couple little couple books for the younger people out there. If you have kids or whatever. If you're fans of Star Wars, there's tons of great children's books and stuff. A couple I picked up at a rummage sale this weekend. We're a world of reading books. They have different levels, different ages. I found this level one, Ray Meets BB-8, and a level two reader, uh, Star Wars Use the Force. They're fun. They stay away from the conflictual parts of the story. Let's talk about the more kid-friendly, enjoyable parts. Use the Force basically focuses on Luke's training and stuff like that with Yoda and doesn't really focus on him disregarding Yoda's advice and running off to save his friends. Same with BB-8. And Ray, it's more of her just meeting BB-8 and what she does and how she lives at the time. Fun. They're by Disney, Lucasfilms. There's a large variety out there. I just seen these two at a rummage sale and picked them up just because. A fun one for the kids is I have it in hardcover form. But it's Star Wars Return of the Jedi, How the Ewoks Saved the Trees, an old Ewok legend. Introduces you more to the Ewoks, the kids can learn more about them, how they came to be, why they're living in this forest, and how they interact with the trees, like the young Ewoks can hear the trees speak, and the then you lose that ability for party their life like their midlife and then when they get uh, elderly they get that ability back and you learn how the trees feel everything that's going on and happening to them you got a couple giants that come to Chop down a bunch of trees because they, the area that they lived in, they previously built a fortress and basically wiped out a whole forest and all that's left is a desert now. And then they, the giants found this forest. So they're chopping down trees and a couple of the young Ewoks hear the trees screaming out and fun story. Learn more about the Ewoks and life in general. It's like scientists 
are finally realizing more and more stuff that we thought in the past was obviously wrong. <laughs> a living thing is a living thing. And like when they figured out, scientists found out that if you cut plants or trees, they'll send say electrical signals through their roots to all the surrounding flora. And it's like, they're basically letting them know danger around or something attacking us uh flowers and stuff will kind of like close themselves up and stuff if they're getting those signals from plants that are being damaged you'll notice stuff like that but <clears throat> like don't take things for granted everything that's living does have a life force buying it like they think it's Switzerland or one of those European countries somewhere I heard within the last year or so that now they're not allowing you to boil lobsters because they do actually feel pain. It's like, well, yeah, they were screaming out. <laughs> they learned screaming out that noise. Something's being re released from their bodies. It's for a reason. So. But going on, also for the kids, that's really fun are the pop-up comic books and Star Wars. I don't know if they have other ones or not, but I have this one here. It's Star Wars Bounty Battle of the Bounty Hunters. The, the notorious bounty hunter, Boba Fett, has left the Cloud City Bespin and is now traveling through hyperspace to Tatooine where he plans to deliver Han Solo frozen in carbonite to Jabba the Hutt. For Boba, getting there is more than half the battle. Somehow, he's not the only one who wants to deliver Solo. Uh, it's a fun little story about what was going on during that part of the movie, which I know a little bit of extra stuff. And then if you want to go directly to the movies, they have the storybook, based on the movie Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It's basically the story in words with lots of great pictures. Uh, they did these for the other movies also. Check those out. And let's give a little something for the adults out there. I uh, checked out 50s horror, classic pre-code horror. I'm guessing it's pre-code horror because they do get pretty graphic with items in here and get into like strangulation and stuff like that. Uh, this comes with a few different stories, like the haunted murder, the volcano of doom, which originally appeared in Tomb of Terror number six. November from November of 1952. This has a tribe where they throw the chieftain of the tribe into the volcano. He comes back as a lava creature and attacks the village and stuff. And I know what happens to the people that attack them. Next story was the haunted murderer which originally appeared in Erie number 11 in April 1953. This one, a guy has a 
uh, oh, what do you call it? Those uh, a little invisible gremlin-like character that follows him around and causes mischief, and no one else can see him, and he's constantly talking to him. People think he's going crazy, and then he eventually does go crazy, and you can see what happens to him in the end. And, and there's Crimson Death, which originally appeared in Erie number 11, from April 1953. Uh, <clears throat> this one, a couple wants to try to enhance their onstage act, and so they learn about a dance of the dead, and that causes dead to reflect on it and notice what's going on and tells them you're going to be killed if you keep it up and they just keep doing the act and then they separate and see what happens down the road <laughs> read up on that one and then the green killer which originally aired in chamber of chills number eight from may of 1952 this one's about a a tree that has a lot of deaths associated around it. A man lives near the tree and sees all this going on and wants to tries to cut the tree down and tree attacks him and he just decides move away from it, get away from the tree and just that way he doesn't have to worry about being harmed by it. Let happen what happens, and then if you read the story, you find out some more interesting stuff happens beyond that. <laughs> uh, those are always fun. I always like the tales of terror and the old horror comics and stuff. Let's see, what do we got for MS related stuff today? Well, basically, the CPAP. Is still a thumbs up. I'm still using that at night. And I know I have to have at least 30 nights in a row. I found out on my forms with at least four hours of registered activity. Or my insurance won't cover the CPAP machine. So I think that's kind of BS that they pull that crap what you're going to do about it, but if I lose power, and it is summertime, we got thunderstorms and stuff, so if I lose power one night, or internet's up, sometimes goes out for a couple days. Pretty much every day our internet's so crappy that I lose lose internet connectivity anyways. So kind of curious what's going to happen with that. So far, so good, but I will say the last two nights, I Went to bed and actually slept for about six hours. Excuse me, I got hiccups all of a sudden. It's just wonderful when you're trying to do a podcast. But uh, yeah, I slept for about six hours before I got up, go to the bathroom, which was nice. That's the first time in probably 15 years that happened. But uh, otherwise, it was every half hour to an hour and a half you're getting up. So that the whole airflow thing must help with that and put you into a deeper conscious, deeper sleep. 
but I'm still having problems once I do get up, getting back used to putting the machine on and keeping it on. I can't, between the knee pain and leg pain and everything else, I just end up giving up. At least six hours of good sleep is better than three to four hours of sleep throughout a night with little half hour little increments. But, uh, Some of the new news that I'm starting to notice is there's a higher incident of infections linked with Ocrevus. Uh, the use may result from a potentially different or more extensive depletion of B cells. The immune system targets of anti-CD20 therapies compared with uh, Rituximab, which they're saying is safer, they're saying the infection risk is higher for Ocrevus than Rituximab, but cancer risk is lower with Ocrevus than Rituximab. So it's like, what do you pick? It's like more infections or more of a higher, a higher cancer risk? Um, And this is all new stuff, so they're going to have to do a lot of more studies on it. But the B cells, the type of immune cell that drives inflammation and immune attacks against myelin and MS, are the target of several MS therapies, including those based on antibodies against the CD20 protein found on the surface of B cells, while not approved for MS itself or Tuxumad was the first anti-CD20 antibody used to treat people with the disorder. It is marketed as Rituxan Retux, by Biogen in the U.S., Canada and Japan, and as Mobthera by Rokes, subsidiary from Genetech in Europe with of course, this is going to be an interesting podcast today because lots of stuff's going to interrupt it. I know there's people on their way over because we got uh, the old ladies getting together with my sister to have their funky toes. Yeah, but did you pick oh. up the toes? Uh, okay, I'm going to see how this goes i'm not sure what's going to happen if it's gonna link up together or not but uh podcast was interrupted by a phone call uh interestingly enough it was from my old neurologist trying to set up an appointment says that um, i look like i'm due for an appointment and even though they didn't care to set anything up Six months ago when I was trying to get things going during this whole COVID crap. And so I had to tell them that I got a new neurologist and going from there, see what happens. But anyways, what I was talking about was the whole Ocrevus causing more infections and then Rituximab, which could cause more cancer issues. Uh... Last little bit, I don't know, we're going to have to keep an eye on this and see what's up with it all, but a total of 623 adverse event reports were filed with Rituximab, 
including 321 unique side effects and 7,948 with Ocrevus, including 1,271 unique side effects over the time period that they did it, which not sure what the overall period was. But patients in rituximab reports were significantly younger, mean age of 43.89, than in Ocrevus reports, which was a mean age of 48.76. Results showed significant differences between each therapy's adverse event profiles. Ocrevus was associated with a statistically significant, nearly two times higher, Proportion of infections compared with rituximab, which was 21.93% versus 11.05% in rituximab group. I would say that. And it's again uh, agreement. Urinary tract infections were the most commonly reported adverse effect with ocrevus use, and oral herpes showed the highest ocrevus adverse event associated. And rituximab was associated with a significantly higher, three times higher percent of cancer. Uh, yeah, more fun for us to worry about. So basically, take our medications. Hope nothing extra comes along, but you know it's going to because all this shit you put in our system is just doesn't belong there. <laughs> it's like, so it's just sitting away. Oh, it's going to be an enjoyable day today with this phone ringing all day. But yeah, figured I'd try and get my podcast out in time <laughs> before all this stuff started, but it's obviously not working out good. Uh, yeah. I'm getting ready to throw dinner together for tonight. Um thinking I'm just gonna a chunk of beef tenderloin, the big butt end of the beef tenderloin. I'm gonna just throw that in a fry pan, brown it up a little bit, and then throw a bunch of taters, celery, carrots garlic into my slow cooker throw that in there throw it in the slow cooker on low for a few hours you want to get it to at least 130 degrees i'll go beyond that because my wife likes her meat done further whereas mom would probably have it bloody and raw but i'll probably cook it at least 150 160 degrees I always like to see 165 for any meat that I eat, but I know tenderloins, people prefer it's still red. Well, add thyme, rosemary, sea salt, cracked black pepper, some stock, beef stock, or whatever I have in the fridge. Just cook that for a few hours. Dinner's done. It's nice and easy. I'll probably. Whip up, which isn't so good, but uh, raspberry jello with diced mangoes in it. 
That's always a good thing to go with it and side salads. But <clears throat> one of my favorite things is a slow cooker because it's nice and simple to use. Fill it and forget it. Just not have to worry about it. And I could personally live with just a slow cooker, a frying, a nice rectangular frying skillet, and an air fryer. And these air fryers are just the best new thing out there. So easy to use. Almost everything I cook in my air fryer at 400 degrees. And just shake it up and check it out. See how it goes. Sounds like we got a bunch of people coming in now, so <sighs> probably have to shut down the podcast so we don't have a bunch of noise, a bunch of stuff going on around it. It's always fun to try and do things when you don't have your own little office that you can just close off and hide from everybody and make a nice noise proof room or something like that for <laughs> get things going. Who knows? Maybe in the future we'll have video podcasts and stuff like that going with this thing too. Like we do with our other podcasts, which you can look up if you'd like to see us on YouTube, you can look up the Crimson Cull comic club podcast and we also do an under the cull podcast goes out and like a lot of people nowadays zoom is becoming a big thing and a friend of mine from our group anthony got me hooked on art baltazar's oh yeah podcast and live video events and stuff that they've been doing and facebook events Lots of people are doing the little live Facebook things nowadays. Constantly got little reminders popping up when people are doing different events. And it is fun in a way because nowadays uh, you don't have to travel the world and <laughs> you can go to a Comic Con. They have live Comic Con style events nowadays, the Game Cons. Uh, we just had the DC, DC universe thing, all the live events we got to watch online for free. Those things are nice. Let's other people see stuff they may or may not be able to, especially disabled people and stuff like that. So, but yeah, this will be an interesting podcast since it got all chopped up and had lots of interruptions. So. We will have to listen to it later and see if it all does form together. I'm going to end it now just to see if this worked out so I can put it together. I think maybe tomorrow I'll throw another one out if I can. And since I owe you a better one than what I did today with all these issues. Hey, have a good one.